Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode 10, brought to you by the Sport Gene, powered by Overtime Heroics and the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for this week. We have our panel of experts bringing the latest information straight to your ears. And like always, if you're a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. I'm the sports analyst leading you through today's Lab Power Hour, Ernest Silva at the Sport Gene for those listening. Week five against the spread champion and ready to get this show started from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas. If you've been following along, our experts from across the nation have been steering you to some great picks, some great laughs, and maybe some not so suitable for work humor. But tons of fun with sports analysis on this week's NFL matchups coming up right ahead. So before we get started on the latest buzz in our three-round segment, let's see who our panelists are for today's show. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, Just Paul, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain P-E-H, Paul. Yo, champs here, boys. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's from the future. Our third panelist, <laughs> a Falcons beat writer from Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, week two pick'em champion, and still, Miles Bloomquist. If you are having a bad day, I would just like everyone here to know that at least you don't have to watch the Falcons play every Sunday. (laughs) Way to have that positive attitude like every week, Miles. (laughs) Our fourth and final panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for fan-sided Twitter handle at VMoneySports, Vaughn Dalezell. If you guys are having a bad day, at least you didn't lose by one point and you had Baker Mayfield as your quarterback on Monday night. <laughs> so, could be worse. Could That's be a, very worse. That was a bold strategy. A bold strategy one. Now, I, I didn't miss you on the bench. <laughs> oh, man. That's even worse. Dre. I let Dre chime in on that. Dre, that, you probably are cringing at that. Now, I didn't mention or I failed to mention, but our Moneyline champions where Paul and Steve were both hosting 10 and 5 records. So, co-champions, congratulations to you, Paul and Steve, from afar. Thank you, thank you. Now, for today's news, we're going to start our round one segment, always with NFL news and notes from around the league. Just to bring it back to your ears, if you haven't heard already, Jay Gruden out in Washington. The Redskins are going a different direction. So, now they don't know who's at head coach. They also don't know who's at quarterback. So, it's a lot to tell there in Washington. 
going forward. Luckily, they play the worst team in the NFL, CFL, and NCAA combined in the Miami Dolphins this week. So, uh, good luck to the Washington, what are they called? Oh, yes, Redskins later this week. Now, Odo Beckham being rumored to be traded, hearing rumors across not only Overtime Heroics, but many other platforms as Odo Beckham Jr. Maybe on that trading block. Obviously, Cleveland's not a contender this year. So, a lot of rumors coming out of Cleveland stating. And like I like to say, if there's any smoke coming out, there's obviously some fire. So, Oda Beckham may be out the door. And last but not least, Cam Newton news. Cam may be back after the bye week. He says he won't play unless he's 100%. But if you're Carolina, do you switch? And then that's the the first topic that we're going to kind of toss around our group before we go into individual topics. And let me kind of start off on this topic. Cam Newton leaves the Carolina Panthers struggling. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a real Superman there in Carolina, and they are undefeated since he left. So I'm going to start with Dre and work my way around. But Dre, if you're Carolina and you're undefeated with Cam, obviously he weren't playing well with Cam Hurt. Do you switch back to Cam when he's back to 100% or do you ride the momentum? I, I, I'd stick with Kyle Allen. Uh, I mean... <clears throat> The Panthers really just need a game manager. Go ahead and bring us in. What do you do with you, the Carolina Panthers? Do you make the switch or do you ride that momentum train? Well, the thing is, they're not winning because of Kyle Allen. They're winning because of Christian McCaffrey. They're winning because their defense can make plays. They can make stops. So, realistically, it's how much does the game plan change if Cam Newton comes back? And normally... It changes quite a lot because of Cam's play style. Cam likes to have the ball in his hands. Cam likes to run. Cam likes to make the deep throws. He doesn't like to hand off. He doesn't like to dump it off. But when you have a running back who excels at both of those things, you know, it's really hard to decide whether or not you run the game through Christian McCaffrey, who's your superstar, or Cam Noon, who's your quarterback. He's your game manager. He's been doing this for eight years now. Like, you're not going to keep Kyle Allen in there for the rest of the season. It's Kyle Allen, let's be honest. They're going to go back to Cam. They're going to give him a chance. But if he continues to struggle, he's not going to be in there for long. Now, Paul, do you go if, if, Do you go to Cam first off? And after that, is Cam the future of Carolina still? Are we going to be seeing a change of leadership even there in Carolina? Another team that's looking to have that young movement. Um, I, I thought that they already kind of decided when they drafted Will Greer that they were already looking towards the future. I mean, when the season started, remember, we didn't know if he was going to take the year off, if he was going to play. Um, I feel like they they have the defense in the running game to compete without him. Um, like Miles said, because, you know, he's the franchise or whatever, but I honestly don't believe. I think that Carolina's going in another direction after this year. Regardless. Um, I just feel like they've seen what Cam can do. They've seen the ceiling of it, and it's time to move on. Now, Vaughn, does does a healthy Cam with this Carolina team, it, are they a playoff contender? And more, more so, are they a contender, period, for the Super Bowl this year? I didn't think that they were a contender, but... I mean, Kyle Allen has looked good. Three straight wins. You got to ride him either way. And, I mean, Cam Newton's not a terrible quarterback, but I don't think that he is the team and he's not the focus anymore. Christian McCaffrey hasn't touched the ball 
less than 18 times, and that's not going to stop. I mean, he's going to touch the ball 25 to 30, and he's going to be the reason they win or they win the game, and Kyle Allen or Cam be the reason they lose. That's good points. Now, Dre, are you back with us? Dre is still deceased. Yeah. All right. We'll edit this part out for Dre, and we'll, we'll bring him in later. But when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, a lot of things to think about. Carolina with a big game this week. And I've got to say, if they win again uh, with Allen under center, I don't see how you switch. Although I know a healthy Cam is way different than a shadowed and hobbled injured Cam. I mean, like Dak Prescott took over the Cowboys, like Aaron Rodgers took over the Packers, like Tom Brady took over the Patriots. And I'm not nearly saying Kyle Allen is any of those players, but... When you're when you write the hot hand, good things happen to your team, and, and you you know you tend to make the playoffs and, and have great tenure. So we'll have to see how that all shapes up there in Carolina. Um, let's go ahead and take it back over to Paul, and let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the wonderful AFC North, and and talk about um, should the Steelers be optimistic going forward, even with their quarterback situation. I mean, there is some optimism in Pittsburgh just because the AFC North is the absolute worst division in football. Uh, the ground showed on Monday night that there's just no one ready to take control of this division. They have, they got to get through. I feel like they have this, this week against uh, LA is an absolute must win if you're talking about playoffs or I'm not talking about playoffs, but some people are. Um, you figure probably eight or nine wins is going to win that division. The second half of the season, they get Miami, Cleveland twice, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, the Rams. They get Cincinnati, Arizona, the Jets, Baltimore again, and Buffalo. So, you know, if they could go, you know, they get that win in Los Angeles and they can go, oh, let's see, like six and, what, six and four down the stretch there, they would be eight and eight. So, I mean, there there is a little bit. The defense played, you know, is playing great. But they're extremely banged up this week. I mean, they're down to basically, uh, you know, Paxton Lynch is the backup quarterback this week, maybe. I mean, we don't know if Rudolph's going to play or not. I would, I would find it hard to believe that you could be blacked out on the field and you could get back on the field this week. Um. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But this is a must-win if you're talking about playoffs this week out in Los Angeles. It's a must-win. When I saw Mason Rudolph go down and the hand stay still and clenched up, I thought, oh, man, that's bad. You know, that's a, your first thought is, gosh, he's out. You know, he's not moving. And and if Mason Rudolph were to play, it'd be a miracle. Is there is there a reason to think that, oh, there's a Colin Kaepernick sighting in Pittsburgh, that that means something, or is that just coincidence? Uh, I, I just can't see it. I Honestly, he hasn't picked up football in, what, three years? I mean... Well, he was playing pitch and catch with Odell just a couple the other day. Oh, well, you know what I mean? At least Odell can catch it from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I don't have anything against the guy. I thought he was an okay quarterback when he was there, but it's been three years and you're not in the league yet. I mean... To bring him in and try to try to do something. I mean, I guess over the bye you could try to do something, but I, I don't know. I just don't see it. They got who they got, okay. and they're going to roll with it. Okay. 
All right. Well, Steelers looking optimistic. Before we even got on this segment, I was talking to you about the Steelers. I actually had it backwards. So the Steelers face uh, six out of the last eight games of the season are against the bottom five offensive teams in the league. So it's good news because your Steelers defense is playing so well. You know, you, you might look like the Bears the latter half of the season. So there's more to come on that. So uh, let's go over to the Chiefs. And I was watching this game Sunday night, and the only thing I could think of was the first time Rocky cut um, Ivan Drago. And you say, oh, he bleeds. That's exactly what I was thinking as, as Patrick Mahomes rolled his ankle and the Chiefs looked stagnant and they looked beatable and the Colts controlled the game clock. Miles, talk to us. What did that Chiefs defeat mean to the rest of the league? And what does that mean going forward? I mean... The Colts are not a team to be slept on. Like, I've been saying this. They could beat anyone right now. Jacoby Brissett didn't actually play that well this game. They won the game to the ground. Marlon Mack had over 120 yards. But Jacoby Brissett, he's serviceable enough that they can win games, even though Andrew Luck is now long gone and the Colts fans have lost their help with him coming back. For the Chiefs, which is, you know, who we're talking about here, that offense really needs to find its like rhythm on the ground. Darrell or Damian Williams could not get it done. I wish they would go back to Darrell Williams because he was awesome. I loved I watched the Lions game. He's got speed, he's got vision. He could probably be more productive than any of those backs there right now. Mahomes rolling his ankle is not very good because, you know, any quarterback, especially injuries to their ankles, stuff like that, really can throw off their game when they have to step back and then they can it will hurt, and then you don't get the right drop back, stuff like that. It could mean that these next few weeks, depending on how his ankle heals, might be very rocky for that Chiefs offense, and they definitely can't win with their defense. So it it means that I don't know who the Chiefs are playing these next few weeks, except Houston this week. But you know, these, this is the time to strike for those teams. Let's go hard. Let's throw the ball deep, eighty-yard plays, touchdowns, and then have our defense shut down a week from home and a completely stagnant ground game. Yeah, does this bode any sort of worry for Chiefs fans or for, uh, you know, in any terms, if we find a kryptonite, did the Colts do anything significant to find a kryptonite to that Chiefs? Or was it basically they injured themselves, they were shooting themselves in the foot all night? Well, I mean, the kryptonite for the Chiefs will always be their defense, and the Colts really exploited that through the ground game. They don't have a run defense down there. Chris Jones is more of a pass rusher than anything. Uh, they, you know, they lack any really good run stoppers there. And so they, you know, they fucked up their secondary this offseason with Tyron Matthew. They don't have that terrible of a secondary. They have Chris Jones, obviously. But that defense can't stop the run. And they Colt showed that. But Jacoby Brissett only had 150 yards and zero touchdowns and interceptions. So they could, realistically, Chiefs fans should really worry about the ground game, both on defense and on offense, because it's going to be their downfall. Right. I like the AFC vibe. Let's stay in the AFC. Vaughn, let me bring you in on this discussion and bring another news alert. Sam Darnold cleared the play. Looks like he's making that re-debut back with that Jets offense against the Dallas Cowboys. Is this the new savior of the Big Apple? Is he going to bring New York football back to relevancy? Well, I don't know about being the savior of the golden boy. He's definitely the mono boy. But I, th- I think that... Uh, this affects Le'Veon Bell the most. Le'Veon Bell has had no help offensively this whole season. He's been playing good football, touching the ball 20 times a game, and has yet to score a touchdown. Um, has only touched 100 yards one time. 
um, and they still got destroyed that game. I think Sam Darnold's going to knock the rust off this week. I don't think by any means the Jets are going to win this football game. Uh, they have the Patriots Monday night next week uh, at home. I still don't think they'll win that football game. But after that, I mean, the Jets can go on a roll here. They got the Jaguars, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, and Dolphins again. That's a cakewalk if you're a good football team. So uh, let's see what Sam Darnold got this week and next week. But after that, I mean, if he can put it together, the Jets should roll and be back on track. Less help for their position this year, <coughs> just for this year, Le'Veon Bell or Odell Beckham Jr.? Wow. What a question. Half. I'd have to go Le'Veon based on the fact that his quarterback's Logan Falk. And, uh, I mean, this guy couldn't move the ball at all in any defense. But Odell's not being helped out either. I mean, Baker Mayfield, some of his interceptions were not his fault. But other ones were just, like, plain what are you looking at? Yeah, I don't know who's wearing the pads for, for Baker Mayfield this year. He's, uh, he's either getting really exploited or... Or he's just having a really bad year. So let's let's keep it to the crazy. Let's see if Dre's back with us. Antonio Brown news. Dre, are you here with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Dre. So talk to us. Antonio Brown. Uh, Antonio Brown had an Instagram cry for help. Talk to us about it. Since I'm filling in for Steve because he usually is the one that, that's uh, on top of the Antonio Brown posts, I had to. Uh, follow him on on instagram to be able to to catch what he said but he he he's actually asking the fans to help him reach out to the patriots so they can sign him back and he can go play once again uh basically saying if they owe me all the all this money i should at least play for them as well so you know He's, 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 he's going mentally crazy because basically he said he did not need football. And then I, I guess I guess he got his first assignment or, or his, you know, he had a like a surprise quiz or something at school. And he's like, ah, oh, screw, screw this. I, I need to get back in. I need to get back in football. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me let me ask you. um when it comes to this story, Dre, do you think Vontae's perfect and Antonio Brown are watching NFL games on Sundays together on the couch? <laughs> well, they, weren't they teammates uh, for a little bit? Uh, in, in, uh, no one for the right preseason. Yep. Just for the preseason. <laughs> so it could be possible. If you count that as teammates, because technically Antonio Brown couldn't find a helmet. So he really was never at practice. And, and so he didn't play any game, and technically. Um, but, but Dre, from what I understand, you're issuing a challenge to the rest of us expert panelists for the rest of the year. Why don't you talk to us about that? All right. Well, <clears throat> since everybody's favorite quarterback in the entire league is Joe Flack, <laughs> the challenge is that from today's episode, moving forward, Whoever has the best overall record at the end of the season, all of uh, um, the rest of the experts have to get him a Joe Flacco jersey, and he has to put it uh, as his profile picture, uh, a picture of him wearing it. So, how about it, guys? Absolutely, I'm in. 
cannot wait to wear my Joe Flacco jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, said, you said Joe 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 Flacco or Shane Falco? I couldn't hear that. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. He's well, actually special- he's actually gonna look like Shane Flacco this week. So, <laughs> oh, a little bit of a prediction foretelling there. We're going to get to our picks right now, Dre, and, and for the rest of our expert analysts, thank you guys for being here. Let's go into round two. A special shout-out to at John Pickham, John Matthews, as well as the great Steve Reisner, um, slightly biased. We wish you guys were here with us tonight. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go ahead and jump to round two with our primetime picks right after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. All right, everybody, it's our round two primetime pick'em category where our experts take the latest odds from Las Vegas Westgate Sportsbook and look to see what those odds are today and give you those expert picks with the recent injury analysis. We go around the room and we'll talk about last week's um, records just to make sure we give you an update. So our Moneyline champ- co-champions are Paul and Steve with 10 and 5 records. Our against the spread champion is moi. Thank you very much with an astounding ah. one game over 500 record. And um, I, I will tell you right now, I will accept this trophy as a token of what's to come for the rest of the year. So I appreciate you boys joining me today. So when it comes to our primetime victim, first game is always going to be Thursday night football, which is the New York football or wannabe football giants <laughs> going to visit the New England Patriots. New England ended today's uh, Westgate Sports Odds as a 17-point favorite. So I will start with Miles. How are you seeing the Patriots, Giants, and that large spread? The Giants can only physically win if Eli Manning is their quarterback. I don't care if half their team is injured or not. They can only win if Eli Manning is playing. And since that looks like it's not going to happen, I'm going to have to say Patriots. And they cover. And they cover. Uh, let's go ahead and go over to Dre. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? Silent but deadly. <laughs> Paul, why don't you come? Why don't you come on next and talk to us about how how your thoughts, what your thoughts are on this game? Well, the Giants are super banged up, so they they're not going to have Gallman, Saquon, Sterling Shepard. None of those guys are playing tomorrow night. I just seventeen on the Thursday night just seems like a like a trap or whatever. But I'm going to take I'm going to take New England in to cover. Okay. Vaughn, chime in here. Are you, are you doing that? For, him for sure. Okay. It, yes, the Giants are actually 5-0 and against the spread in their last five meetings against New England. Under's been 5-0. and And the last, uh, yeah, 
and the underdog is 5-0 and in the last five as well. So this all points in the Giants on a short week with no offense, and I'm still going New England minus 17. Who's scoring points for the Giants? I have no idea. You did the switcheroo on me on that one. I thought for sure you were going to go with the Giants covering. So that was my good job, Vaughn. You had, you had me going there. I am taking New England as well. Let me kind of paint, paint a picture for you. Sony Michelle is going to run all over this Giants team. And Tom Brady's going to have a field day just orchestrating the field against the Giants defense. You saw how bad the Dallas Cowboys offense has been the last two weeks. Dallas Cowboys offense looked like a, a, a well-strung orchestra that looked amazing when they played the Giants. So let me let me just paint that picture what Tom Brady's going to do. I think the Patriots will cover. I'm not going to say anything different than, than everybody else that's on this show. But um, keep an eye out for the New England Patriots wide receivers because you can easily hear tomorrow morning that uh, Julian Edelman may take the day for rest that Philip Dorsett may be out because of injury, and all they have is Josh Gordon, but they're gonna have plenty of running backs filling the slots. So just keep an eye out on that. I don't think that matters, but uh, spread-wise for me, but it may, may mean different from what most people listening out there. Dre, I'm gonna try you again. Um, what do you have on this game? Okay, so my pick has already been made for me because our host, Ernest, on Thursday Night Footballs has not won a single game. So I won last week. I won last week. No, you did not. I did win. I picked. I picked. uh, No, you had last week. I won by a missed field goal. Thank you. But it wasn't the spread minus one one and a half, and didn't Seattle win by one point? They did. Okay, I missed the spread, but you're forgetting I was spread champion. That's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite direction. So Patriots win, but they don't cover. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I I don't trust. Where I swear that happens. Everybody's just gonna make me pick first next week for Thursday night. That's just gonna end up happening. No, we're just not gonna let you pick. <laughs> I'm just not allowed to pick Thursdays. I'm not trying wearing them. a Joe Flacco jersey. I'm not wearing one. Damn it. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, since Dre, since you're on my screen here, let me go ahead and go over to you again. Carolina visiting Tampa Bay, or they're actually both visiting London, which is a fantastic place if you've never been. And Carolina has is a two-point favorite uh, overseas across the pond. Let me start with you, Dre. How are you feeling about this game? I do, I do like, uh, I do like Carolina. I think, uh, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. And uh, after watching Christian McCaffrey finally be unleashed last week, I think he's going to repeat, and he's going to go for an encore. So uh, Carolina covers. <clears throat> okay, Paul. When I bring you in next, do you feel like Carolina's going to write that streak a little bit more? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I, it kind of worries me that they still put up tw- – Bucks put up 24 last week with Mike Evans not showing up. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like Carolina is the more complete team. They're a team that's looking up, and the Bucks are still kind of, are we good, are we not good? Um, and these trips usually bear that out with a team that's coming together. So I'm going to take Carolina to cover all right. Vaughn, I'm going to switch over to you. How are you feeling about the game across the pond? This being a neutral field game gives me the idea that Tampa Bay is definitely going to put on points. And the fact that, like previously stated, Mike Evans didn't have an impact at all last week and they still put up points. 
Um, this is one of those games I think is going to be a shootout. We'll see the over happen. But I feel confident in taking Tampa Bay plus two and a half and taking them to win this game solely because it is a road game um, in Carolina. I think this is a totally different outcome. And Carolina has a bye next week. So I could think they could be looking ahead here to get a nice little break. Okay. Definitely good analysis. Miles, what do you have for this game? Well, the Buccaneers need to start giving Ronald Jones the ball and stop this bullshit where they can't figure out who the hell is their starting running back. Uh, like, they really have something special in Ronald Jones. And I don't understand why Bruce Arians won't just give him 15 touches already. Peyton Barber isn't doing shit. Whoever their other third down running back isn't doing shit. You know, Jameis Winston can't do it all himself, and we've seen that throughout the year. Like, Doug Martin didn't do anything for him except maybe one season. So it's finally, like, uh, these last few games, it's time to start giving Ronald Jones the ball. And if they do that, they can get this offense going, and they can definitely beat Carolina's defense. However, I don't think that's going to happen because Bruce Arians is a moron, so I'm going to go Carolina to cover. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Completely selling the Buccaneers and says no. Panthers all the way. It's just so, because Arians is a terrible head coach and doesn't know how to run an offense. So so Tampa Bay exploited Cam Newton and that was the big um, Thursday night game a couple weeks back or a few weeks back. Was, was that oh, no, it wasn't open. It was week the second two. week. And, well, week two. And that and that was eye opening because it showed me a Bucks defense that was real stingy, but I do think that the Buccaneers can exploit Kyle Allen and take advantage early before the Panthers start getting in their rhythm. And London has produced usually some weird games. So I am going to take Tampa Bay to win this game as well. I think um, this is another statement game for Tampa Bay where it's very much um, unproven uh, that they can win the big moment games. And they're going to come out uh, basically firing all cylinders. I'm going to call it now. The O.J. Howard game is upon no. us. So Ooh, no. <laughs> this Sunday morning, O.J. Howard is my stream of the week. I love it. Stardom. He's going off this don't week. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to him. And, he and, forgot to take his pills will, this morning. And he will be winning this game for the Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers winning this week easily by seven points. So I am taking the Bucks on, in London. Cheerio. All right. So we go to another great game this, this week, which is going to be the primetime matchup from the noon games. And that is Kansas City playing host as a four and a half point favorite to the Houston Texans. The Houston visiting Kansas City. Now, um, this game, very much important for both teams as Kansas City looks to re-energize their uh, basically their run for the season as they look very stagnant as we were talking about earlier on Sunday night. Um, let me start with you, Paul. How are you feeling about this AFC matchup? Uh, I mean, it, 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 this one had me going back and forth all day. But I just don't see Kansas City losing two straight at home. Yeah, uh, That's how it comes down to me. Kansas City wins this game, but they do not cover. Okay. Vaughn, let me bring you in as well as an AFC uh, watchdog. What do you feel about this game? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as well. Uh, the road team has covered five out of six times with these two teams. Uh, I think the Texans are rolling after that game. I mean, Deshaun Watson had a, literally a perfect passer rating. Um, so I think this is a game that's going to come down to last possession. Chiefs pull it out. Texans cover. Chiefs win. Okay. Miles, I'm going to bring you in next. How are you feeling about Houston and Kansas City? Before we continue, I know this is a football podcast. But Ernest, I know you're a basketball guy. 
I got the first overall pick in my fantasy draft. Who am I taking? And, and for your NBA fantasy draft, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, James Harden. I mean, it's hands down James Harden. Okay. Uh, Houston and Kansas City, like I was saying, could be a rough couple weeks for Kansas City if Mahomes is injured and they can't get that run game going. So, but Houston's defense really showed that they couldn't even hold Atlanta to under 30 points. So, if you can't do that, you can't hold the Chiefs to under 30. And that's a problem. I'm going to say uh, Kansas wins this game and they cover. All right, perfect. Dre, how are you feeling about Houston and Kansas City? Actually, if, if you want to bet on a game, it, it should be this one. And uh, I'm, I'm taking the over. The, uh, the, it's set at 55. That that's They're easy, easily going to score over 60. So. Well, the, that, the, the Falcons put up over 80, so that should give yeah, you easily Yeah, easily going to be a high-scoring affair. This is going to be a shootout for sure. So, uh, in regards to my pick, uh, I agree with everybody. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs losing two games in a row, uh, especially at home. And uh, so, I'm taking the Chiefs, but but they won't cover. Perfect. And, Miles, you chose the Chiefs and covering, correct? Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. perfect. Now, now when it now when it comes to when it comes to my pick, you know, and being in San Antonio, it's hard for me to go against a Texans team that seems to have found that offensive group, but that defense is just so susceptible, and and it's it's Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill may be coming back this week for a big game, and if that happens, and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are both on the field. They're going to burn that defense. Oh, yeah. um, even if it's a even if it's a decoy, it's going to open up the middle, and you're going to see a lot of six, seven yard runs from the running back crew who is not that good. So it's just Houston's going to be trying to find answers to questions. The only thing that could the only thing that could save this game would be a Watt game, and, and that Watt just takes over on defense. Um, we see those once every eight games. So um, when it comes to this game, I'm choosing Kansas City to win. I am choosing Kansas City to win with the spread. Um, reason being is that Houston has. Um, has well they just they still have Bob you know Brian's still still calling the plays and still calling the shots and and um while he's still calling those plays he can't win those big games so um that's that's just you know they play well for the first three quarters or at least the first half and then all of a sudden they're gone so reminds me of the Cowboys so uh when it comes to this game picking Kansas City um let me ask everybody who chose Kansas City not take not covering so uh Dre Paul and Vaughn if Tyreek Hill plays, does that change your spread? No, yeah, it does. Uh, it I, does for one, no for another. Paul? Yeah, for me it does. Okay. Dre, what, why wouldn't it change your spread? You think that, that he's just not ready yet? He's a decoy? Uh, not him, but we, we're, we're, we're forgetting that Hopkins has yet to go off. So, I think this is the game that, that that's going to happen. So, when the Chiefs, if 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 Tyreek plays, <clears throat> Watson's going to go directly to Hopkins. So I think it'll still be a back and forth, and they'll go down. They'll go down to the wire. So now for all my Houston listeners, let me, let me tell you right now, I'll be rooting for the Texans. Don't get me wrong. I'll be watching this game rooting for the Texans. I'm just realistic with this pick as a sports better. You got to be realistic. In Kansas City, winning, I mean, losing twice in a row is just unrealistic. And then. Um, I expect Mahomes to be Mahomes-like. He doesn't have a game, doesn't have a back-to-back where he doesn't flaunt it the next week and look like he's an absolute stud. So, 
Uh, we'll see. Maybe that Madden curse is catching up with them. Well, they can't if I may, afford, I, they can't if I may, I, they can't afford to chase two already against the Patriots. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If I may add, um, every fantasy expert here would like to like. I would like to say that watch Byron Pringle this week. All right. Yes. See, watch. Make sure if Hawkins or Hill are not playing, or in best case scenario, both of them for Byron Pringle, pick him up and start him because he had a hundred and six yards and a touchdown last week. He was Mahomes' main guy. So if you take away Watkins, you take away Hill. Pringle's gonna have a massive game against a completely weak Texan secondary. They a lot of chemistry between them too. They design plays for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell, and and it, and it, and, it, and it was very fluid that offense when when they were working together. So, I really like I really like the Chiefs, um, especially especially. I'm sorry, but the Texas defense just. I, I mean, Miles said the best. Atlanta scored 32 points. All right, so. Uh, Pittsburgh is our uh, is going to be going to LA uh, with the Chargers with their new established running duo back together reunited and it feels so good. Chargers are a seven point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers as they play host to those Steelers. I'm going to start, of course, with Vaughn on this one. Vaughn, how do you feel about those Steelers? Uh, I, I may feel differently about everyone else here, but these are going to be facts I speak right here. Steelers lost. They're three games by nine points with Mason Rudolph, now counting the New England game. The Chargers are in a must-win right now with Tennessee and Chicago up next on the road. The Steelers still believe that they are contending to make the playoffs this year, even though they're one and four. They have the Miami Dolphins and the Colts after. So in their minds, after trading for Fitzpatrick, giving away that number one pick. I like the Steelers to cover here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I still think the Chargers are going to try and figure it out offensively with Gordon back. But give me the Steelers plus seven. And sad to say, the Chargers get the W still. Steelers fall to one and five. Okay. Miles, are you feeling that same way? Or you have different ideas on this game? Chargers are such a big fucking team. Like, I <laughs> I, I told everyone here last week, Broncos were going to win. And you all call me crazy. The Chargers aren't that good. Just listen to me already. Okay? They don't win games that they should obviously win and I mean uh, as a fan of the Falcons who has to experience that every week um, I can tell you right now the Chargers are not winning this game because the Steelers are probably pretty hungry right now Yeah. and whether or not Mason Rudolph plays doesn't even change my opinion I think James Conner is going to have a huge game I think Juju is going to have a huge game and I heard that defense is going to have a huge game so I got the Steelers in this one Okay. Dre, how are you feeling? Two very different analysis on this game. Well, it seems that uh, we have some breaking news coming out of Chargers camp, and uh, their center has been placed on injury reserve. So, some analysis from the future right there. That's right. (laughs) So Mike (laughs) Pounds, he's not going to play in this game. And... uh, With the Chargers trying to establish the run with, with Gordon back, uh, I think they're going to struggle. They should have just stuck with uh, Eckler throughout the season. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Vaughn because he's, he's a Steelers expert on this. So, oh, no. Uh, Char- <laughs> Chargers win, but they don't cover. <laughs> 
Let me get my other Steelers talk in here. Paul, you you're, you obviously got your eyes on this game as well. How are you feeling about this game? Well, as a Eckler and Gordon owner, their weeks last sorry. week were pathetic until Eckler caught a bunch of garbage time check down. 15 catches, 85 so, yards. Yeah, Thank I mean, you, so they, the, they struggled the whole, the whole entire time against Denver. Um, I do know that Keenan Allen always kills the Steelers, always. Um, and he was a missing man last week. I think they get him more involved. But the Steelers' defense will definitely keep them in games, and the Chargers should be laying seven to anyone. So I'll take the Chargers the win because the Steelers shoot themselves in the foot any chance they fucking get when they have the lead. So I'll take the Chargers the win with the Steelers to cover. Okay. And and I'm, I'm feeling very similar to everybody in the fact that I think this is going to be a very close game. I'm actually in the fantasy boat of having to start either Matthew Stafford or Phillip Rivers. And I'm yeah. in a very big conundrum with that. Yeah, very young because I have Cam Newton on IR. So I am, um, yeah, I'm debating between the two. So uh, when it came, I you know, the fan in me needs Phillip Rivers to have a big game if I'm going to start him. But realistically, that Steelers defense is going to be stingy against any quarterback. And if Pouncey really is out um, for this game, it makes me lean more towards Pittsburgh again, um, even stronger. I, I just hate the Pittsburgh quarterback situation. I was pretty sold on what I was going to say for this, this game, but now I'm debating. Um, let me go ahead and I'm going to choose the Chargers. I'm going to have, say they don't cover because I do think this is going to be a very close game. It's going to come down to a, probably a game-winning field goal one way or the other, which means either way Pittsburgh covers. So I would say the Chargers are going to win this game, um, but Pittsburgh uh, will keep it very close. And also yeah. keep an eye on if Mark Barron's out, then, then I feel way better about the Steelers stopping the run. Yes. Mark Barron has not panned out the way what a bomb was. And... May not be his fault with the scheme we run, but he just—it's not what we thought. He's not who we thought he was. No. There you go. So great analysis. I appreciate the Steelers' insight as well. Gives you a lot of insight to that game. Very difficult game to pick because two very, very desperate teams looking for a W. So, um, but that'll be a good game to watch. You see a lot of good football there. Well, the last primetime pick for this week is going to be Detroit visiting Green Bay. This is another difficult game to look at as the Monday Night Football matchup where Detroit. Visits Green Bay, Green Bay a four-point favorite at home. Um, I will start with the analysis on this game. Detroit coming off of a bye week. Carryon Johnson having his best week before. That offense is going to click. I think Green Bay's defense um, already showed signs of being elite, but could also you could also see how you can throw on them as well as, as you had Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott at times look very good against that defense. I think Matthew Stafford does have a big day. I'm selling myself on the fact that I'm going to start Stafford. And um, I think Green Bay, um, Aaron Rodgers struggled in the second half against the Cowboys, a game I want to rem- I want to forget. And um, my pick for this for this matchup is going to be, uh, surprisingly to myself, is Detroit on the road. I'm going to pick the upset for this game. I think yeah. Detroit p- comes out and plays well um, against Green Bay. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers even knows that in, in his hands he's going to have to. Uh, yeah, play over the top. I don't think the team is as good as they were in years past. Devontae Adams saying or not, I think Detroit wins. So let me go ahead Someone's and bring in Paul. Paul, how do you feel about this? Someone's upset. Someone's upset about last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not picking Green Bay the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I mean, th- this one, this one's really tough for me because Detroit's coming in off the bye. You know, they get two weeks to prepare. Um, I think the, the Green Bay might be let down with, you know, the win last week. Uh, but... I, I don't know. Just in prime time at Lambeau, I would think that the Lions have great history there. So um, I'll take the Packers to win, but they won't cover. I think the Lions. I think it's a field goal game. Okay, Miles, I'm gonna go to you. How are you feeling about this game? This is wow, really tough for me because I love the Lions and I love the Packers, and I both have them. I kind of like felt they both have some pretty hot starts of the year. But I have a feeling that whoever loses this game is going to start to fizzle out. If you put this game at noon, and I'll be taking Detroit with the upset. But in prime time, I physically cannot go against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. And what's the spread? Four. Not to cover. Okay. All right. Vaughn, I'm going to go over to you. How are you taking this Detroit-Green Bay matchup? It, the primetime matchup makes it hard to go against Aaron think the Lions uh, are a bad team whatsoever. I mean, they're definitely underrated. Every game has been four points or less so far. Uh, I definitely think they cover in this game, and I'm with you, Ernie. I'm taking them straight up for the upset on Monday night. Uh, they've been 4-0 against the spread in the last four, and the over's been 6-1. and So I like both those things to happen again. Vaughn's on my train here. Dre, bring us home here. You're the tiebreak. What do you have for this game? Hey, dog, dog topped over the fence, so I'm going to go get him. But uh, Packers win, but they don't they don't cover. All right, Dre, we appreciate that update. Thank you very much. That brought to you by PetSmart. Yeah. Just kidding. That's <laughs> not brought to you by PetSmart. Um, but that'll end for our primetime picks. Thank you for the analysis, fellas. We're going to go into our fire round next, right after this. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. Commercial break. Coming into round three, which is going to be our three round, the end of our three round segment. We go into all the rest of the games for your NFL week six. Pick them. We are going to start off with the very, very hot, just kidding, Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore, an 11-point favorite, playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Almost got their first win last week, darn it. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to go ahead and start off with Miles on this game. Miles, how do you feel about Cincinnati visiting Baltimore? The only thing that's hot here is the hot piece of shit garbage that we got in Cincinnati. Yep. Uh <laughs> I don't really have to say much about this game. The Ravens don't look as good as they should, but then again, they're playing the Raven or they're playing the Bengals. So, you know, I can't even give you a reason why Cincinnati would have a shot at like to go with the Ravens, not to cover though. Okay, all right, that's fair. Paul, chime in here with your division foes. Uh, 
God. I just I just don't think that Cincinnati can stop the run and Baltimore needs to get they need to get right at home this week. Um eleven's a ton, but I, I don't know. I I think the Bengals are gonna be deflated a little bit after that loss. I'll say the the Baltimore wins by fourteen. So Baltimore deflated. All right, and Vaughn, I'm going to go over to you as well. How do you feel about this divisional matchup? Yeah, I don't see Cincinnati scoring many points in this one. I think Baltimore should run away with this. Uh, they probably shouldn't have won last week. That roughing the pass call definitely helped them tie the game up there at the end. And Lamar Jackson throwing yeah. three picks definitely isn't uh, going to happen again this week versus the Bengals secondary. So you got to go Ravens minus 11 here. Can we just say Perfect. Lamar Jackson is who we thought he was? <laughs> well, well, a little, a little hostile, but uh, let's let me tell you this: Lamar Jackson is going to look good this week. Right. All right, fellas. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown are going to make their reappearance into the NFL season this week. I like. That. I think they'll win by by quite a bit. It's probably going to be something like twenty-eight uh, ten or thirty-one ten, something like that. But it'll be over by the fourth. By the time the fourth quarter starts, in my opinion, there'll be a lot of running running plays in the fourth quarter. Um, and so I think Baltimore wins big. Um, perfect. So let's move to the next game. Philadelphia visiting Minnesota. Uh, Philadelphia is a three-point underdog to the Vikings. And uh, we will start off with Paul on this game. How are you feeling about the Vikings at home? Oh, I just uh, These are two teams I really can't, really can't put a finger on yet. Um, I'm going to say that the Eagles actually win this game for some reason. Um it seems like they're gelling, you know, coming back together. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why. I, I honestly, this was back and forth all day. So I'm gonna just stick with what I first thought. The Eagles win the cover, or they, yes, yeah, they get the two and a half. So I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. Okay, Vaughn, how are you feeling on this game? Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very similar. The Eagles play very well, Minnesota. Seven and three against the spread in their last ten. They've won a lot of those games. This front seven is the best front seven since. See, and I think uh, Dalvin Cook might struggle a little bit against the Eagles front seven. So I'll take the Eagles straight up, but it's going to be a one possession game. All right, Miles, are you feeling similar to them, or do you have a different take on this game? Ooh, where is it? Is it in Philadelphia? Or Minnesota. Minnesota. I gotta go with the Vikings with this one. I'm so against the Vikings on the road, but at home they're a totally different team, and their defense plays awesome at home. And you know the Eagles' offense already isn't that amazing. I don't have a lot of hope for the Eagles in this game. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. And what's the spread? Three, four, three. Is it for the Eagles or Minnesota? Vikings. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, they cover that. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, um, let me tell you, aren't the Eagles just so good? I mean, they're just so good at looking like shit. Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings with the spread. They're going to dominate at home. They're going to look fantastic against an Eagles team that's depleted. Who probably has mono. And and they are, they are, they are going to win that game easily. And here's why. Uh, Philadelphia's still recovering. They, they did look good in primetime. I think they were... Um, handed the game a little bit when they played Green Bay, but that's hearsay because the NFL is not crooked, right? And um, they do share the division lead with the Cowboys, but after this week, they won't. 
And uh, the Eagles' offense does have a great player in Carson Wentz. But if Deshaun Jackson isn't playing in this game, um, I still think that um, they are susceptible at the O-line. I, I, I don't think that uh, they'll be able to play very well against Minnesota. Uh, an inspired team at home was coming off of some momentum from last week um, off their upset. So I'm going to take Minnesota at home, I think. And you guys are going to laugh again. This is a Stephon Diggs game. This is Stephon Diggs coming out this week. And he's going to say, not, not, this is my house. And so before, watch. before anyone listens to Ernest, just remember this is the same guy who said OG Howard's going off this right, week. Right. Hey, you're lucky. I almost I almost said Kyle Rudolph and I went Stephon Diggs. You guys are lucky on this well, one. I, I'm huh? saying Stephon Diggs is going to have his game this week. Take him in a at home. Almost. 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 Is he even more than a blocking tight end at this point? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. It's all Dalvin Cook. It's all Dalvin Cook in that offense. Uh, I'm going to do a pulse check. Dre, are you back with us? Dog really escaped. He's probably mauling some kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to Dre later on and get his picks one by one in his own fire round. Let's move on to the game of the week. Washington Redskins visiting the Miami Dolphins. The Washington Redskins, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And let me tell you, you think we're, we're joking, but this is probably going to be the most competitive game as it's going to be the first time you see golf on the football field as each team will drive the ball down and give it to the other team at the goal line and then give it to the other team at the goal line and see who can score the least amount of points. It might end up in a tie. But let's go ahead and start off with Vaughn in this game. Vaughn, who are you uh, taking what could be the game of the week? I knew it. I knew I was going to be a leadoff hitter for this one. I really didn't <laughs> want to be it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, first off, I'm taking Josh Rosen as a quarterback over any of the quarterbacks for these two teams. Um, I think it comes down to the home team, who is the better quarterback, and who actually has a head coach right now. Uh, the Dolphins, I picked them to win one game this entire season before the season started. And people call me crazy. This will be their one win. Book it. Steve Voice. Book it. <laughs> All right. Paul, how are you feeling about those Dolphins? you feeling the same way? Or are you feeling like SeaWorld? Like you going to shut said. them out? Just like you said, Vegas is not going to just keep picking in the ass every week from the Miami Dolphins. This is the perfect chance with this spread to just say... I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover and win. Yeah. Perfect. That's wonderful. Miles, how about you? You riding that Dolphin? I'm so confused because the Redskins got the talent, but they lack the game plan. And the Dolphins just lack everything, but I have this feeling that they're going to win this game. It all comes down to who sucks at tanking the most. And that's going to be Washington. I'm going to say Washington wins this game, and they don't cover the spread. Aren't those Redskins just great? The Redskins are just so great. They're great at sucking. This, They're terrible. Put, okay, They're put, terrible. Put it this team. way. But, the but, Dolphins can do one thing right, and that's tank. And the Redskins can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to agree with you. I think the Redskins can't do anything right and and they are going to win this game I, I do think that the Redskins win this game um just for the sheer fact that if Colt McCoy is under center I mean UT Pros product himself he's going to win this game now do I think Miami's going to have a lead and probably have a, a good lead going to the third quarter maybe I, I I do think Miami jumps out ahead in the front they play well in the first half but boy 
that they played terrible after halftime. I think Washington will come out playing inspired football. Um, everybody knows that you chop off the, the head of the former snake and two pop out and the next two that are going to come up for Washington are going to see this win as the next future. I think Adrian Peterson has a big day. I think uh, Paul Richardson and Scary Terry are going to have great days as well. Um, doesn't matter who's under center, even if it's Dwayne Haskins. I think it's going to be a fantastic game for Washington as that Miami defense is just that bad. And um, I do think Washington covers. I think Washington wins by a touchdown in this game. And uh, when it comes to our next game, let's stay south. We're going to go ahead and have New Orleans visiting Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, a one-point favorite at home. I'll start with this game. Um, as I can do a... oh. <laughs> is that... Wait, is that Dre? <laughs> yeah, I just got back. Dre's back, people, Dre. <laughs> I had to chase them down like five blocks. <laughs> Oh man! Well, welcome back, Dre. Let me let me do a fire round with you since we have you back on the phone, Dre. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Baltimore, eleven point favorites. Who do you have in that game? Uh, who's playing at home? Baltimore. Baltimore. With the spread. Baltimore wins. And they yeah they cover. They'll win by fourteen. All right. All right. Philadelphia visiting Minnesota. Minnesota three point favorites at home. Wow. Uh, Vikings win and they cover. All right. And this last one that you missed, Washington, three and a half point favorites on the road against Miami. Game you know week. what? I was actually deba- debating this one this morning, uh, last night. I, I thought the Dolphins were going to get their first win. But since the Bengals are also in uh, the tank marathon, uh, they, the Dolphins can't afford to win this one. So they might come out, you know, on top after the after the first half is over. But, uh, you know, their ownership or whatever is going to come down during half time. They're going to be like, hey, guys, we're tanking. Stop, <laughs> stop trying to win. <laughs> and... <laughs> So the Redskins will win this game and, and they will cover. <laughs> That's so funny. It actually echoes the sentiments I just had. So I'm really glad you're echoing that. However, it's so funny. He could come down and say, Rosen, you're suspended. Parker, you're suspended. And just keep going down the list until he has 12 players. That's to play both ways. All right. <laughs> Jack- Jacksonville, one-point favorite at home, hosting Teddy Bridgewater. The hot Teddy Bridgewater on the field uh, with the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to start with you, Dre, since you're on fire already. What what do you have in this game? I am shocked that the spread is only minus one. This should be higher <laughs> for Minshew. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Minshew throws for 300 yards once again. Two touchdowns once again, and the Jaguars win this game. Boom. All right, let me get off of Minshew World. Vaughn, come in here. Give yeah. me some realistic understanding of this game. Yeah, I, I'm not on. I'm not on that train. But I'll tell you here, uh, this could be a similar line that we saw when Indianapolis hosted the Falcons, and they were favorites, and everyone was thinking, "How are they the favorites?" Uh, this could be that type of trap game. But I'm still taking the Saints. They are clearly the better football team all around. Um, and 
I'm honestly going to probably bet the Saints minus nine. It's a plus three thirty-five right now. Uh, so that's probably oh, wow. what I'm thinking on on Sunday with the Saints. So you have you have New Orleans winning big. Yeah, I, I think they're going to just cakewalk this one. I don't. I, like I said, I don't get how the Jags are the favorites. I don't think Fournette's going to run all over them. Okay, Paul, let me go over to you. Paul, how are you feeling about this game? This line stinks. This is terrible. Jalen Ramsey is back this week. Um, I, I just I cannot believe that Teddy Bridgewater is going to play that well again. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the stinking line. I'm gonna go with the Jags to cover and win it out. Okay. All right. Let me go over to you, Miles. How are you feeling on this game? The best part about this week is for Jacksonville at least is that they don't have to play Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and it's always a good day when you don't have to try and stop that monster of a man. However, Alvin Kamara is not much worse. He's still pretty damn good. And the Saints proved last week they can put up points, but the Tampa defense and the Jags defense aren't even in the same realm. And like I said earlier, just before we started, Minshew is currently throwing nine touchdowns to only one interception through his first five games and has it dipped under 200 yards per game all season long. Mr. Consistent is going to get him through this game. I love Jacksonville to win this game. The one thing about the Jacksonville defense is that they are very susceptible to the run. Um, may not be very susceptible to the pass with such a such an elite defensive set. Um, however, the one thing that the, the Saints can do and do very well is run the ball. And so I will take New Orleans on the road for this game. Uh, and, and let, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before my Minshew maniacs get on this, okay? Uh, I do think Gardner Minshew has a big game. So New Orleans defense is not that good, okay? But, but again... The Jacksonville defense got to step up run-wise, which means stack the box, which is going to open up Michael Thomas and the rest of the passing game if they try to do that. They're just very susceptible to the run. This is a good running team. Um, so I do take New Orleans on the road, and that's going to be a lot of game management. Sean Payton's a damn good coach. So um, just a little bit higher on the talent charts than Jacksonville. My personal opinion, boys, you, Minshew Maniacs, you guys stick together, but that's my personal opinion. All right. So uh, Seattle going to the um, – very lowly Cleveland Browns. Seattle opening as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Miles, let me go ahead and start with you on this game. Who do you have? Uh, I fucking hate both these teams. Wow. <laughs> I think Baker Mayfield's a piece of shit. Uh, I think he sucks at football. I think he sucks at being a human being. He's kind of a dick, especially apparently what he did last week. Or not last weekend, on Monday night. Uh, yeah, Seattle will win this game simply because that offense is so stagnant. And Seattle's defense can stop them. And Russell Wilson is looking like an MVP right now. Dre, who do you have in this game? I, I actually just put uh, up an article and uh, up in uh, Overtime Heroics uh, for fantasy football top, top performers through, through week uh, five. And Russell Wilson's actually the top quarterback. So I think he's going to continue on, on, on his fantasy football weight and still be the top-rated quarterback uh, or scoring quarterback. And Seahawks will easily cover uh, and win this game. 
Perfect. And I have Seattle winning this game and covering the spread. Uh, I do not think that uh, Cleveland is even in the same vicinity as Seattle. Russell Wilson is having an MVP season, and Pete Carroll is having a great coaching year. So Seattle on the road for me. Paul, what about you? This line stinks. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, this should be at least three for Seattle. Um, After just just knowing what the NFC or the AFC North is, um, I'm taking Seattle to win. I I just don't think any of these teams are – good besides when they play teams that have no wins or they play each other. So, give me the Seahawks. Vaughn, any different sentiments? Or are you rolling with Seattle on the spread as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm piggybacking everything you guys said. Before the Browns Monday night smackdown, they were the fa- they were two-point favorites. Um, and then after the game, that line flip-flopped really, really fast. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was taking the Seahawks no matter what the situation, taking them now. I was as well. And Alex, I watched it flip real quick. It, it was not even six hours, and it was completely – Seattle has changed the spread immediately. Mm. And Vegas knew that was going to happen. I mean, we all knew that was going to happen, especially because Seattle looks so good. Okay, so another great game for this week. Uh, a, a sort of desperate team in the Los Angeles Rams hosting the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. The Rams are a three-point favorite over this undefeated team. At home, so I will go ahead and start with Dre on this game. Dre, how are you feeling about the Rams uh, winning at home? This is uh, the snoozer week of the game. <laughs> the about point. Did you not watch Monday Night Football? Did you not watch it? I did not actually. I did not want to wake up early to watch that game. <laughs> Monday Night Football put me to sleep. So, I mean, I mean, if I got to put this game to go to sleep, that's, that's exactly what I want to do. Record it. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. What are you doing going to sleep at 3 o'clock? That's true. I'm I won't be watching hours. the game. I'll be watching the Dallas game. I'm 13 hours ahead. That's a 4 a.m. game for me. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. This is Monday. Well, Get great. Up, so, so, who do you have? You taking the Rams at home? Yeah, Rams at home. Uh, 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 my respects go out to the Niners. They've been playing very well, but uh, after after this week, they'll, the the Patriots will be the only undefeated team in the league. Wow. Wow. Uh, Paul, go ahead and fill us in with your pick for this week on this game. I, I feel like it's the same. I feel like the same as Dre does. Uh, I feel like the champs are going to come out, and they want to they want to make sure that that's their division. Um, Plus, that fullback being out for uh, San Francisco, that's a big loss for them. Um, I just feel like the Rams are going to come together right here, right now, get this win and cover it. Vaughn, are you feeling the same about the Rams? I I think the Rams are going to get the win. Um, I'm not going to discount the 49ers and what they've done this year. I do think that they're going to cover this game and it's going to come down to the final possession or two. The 49ers just generally play the Rams pretty good, and it's a division game, so you got to figure it's close. Okay. Miles, are you on that Rams train as well? No, I am not, and I'm going to tell you why right now. You go back to last week, and you look at this Buccaneers team, all things, just slaughter the L.A. Rams. Or Sorry, two weeks ago. My bad. I'm still so hung up on this. That has convinced me that this team can't win games that they should win. And I said this about LA or the other LA team, Chargers as well. Um, 
And San Francisco has been playing very nicely. Much better than any of us had thought. But Jimmy Garoppolo is proving that he might actually be a starting quarterback. And that their defense can shut down the best receiver. Baker Mayfield, I was going to say a good quarterback, but... And a really solid run game to only three points and then put up 31 against a defense that should not be slept on. I like San Francisco in this game. I like San Francisco to win this division. I like San Francisco to be one of the best teams in the NFC by the end of the season. All right. Wow. And with and with all with all that being said, and I understand that the enthusiasm behind that mile, some logic there. Divisional games are very difficult to bet on just for the sheer fact that divisional games can go one way. It's just a lot of passion and energy in those games. I think the Rams are going to make a statement at home as well. I think they will cover the spread. Um, I I don't know if this is going to be a Gurley or Goff game, but it's going to be a game where they will have to, they will score a lot of points and the defense will make some key stops. Um, I do think this is going to be a, a relatively high scoring game as well. Um, I would take the over on this game. I, I wrote that, so I'm not even sure if that over has changed. Um, but <clears throat> I would take the over in this game because there will be a lot of points scored in this matchup. I don't think the defenses will be making tons of stops the entire game. We won't see the punters a lot. So we didn't practice Wednesday either, just so everybody knows. Good. Go pick up Malcolm Brown, everybody, and drop Gurley, and I'll pick him up. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to uh, the next game, the Jets are hosting America's team, the Dallas infamous Cowboys. And although I don't sound as enthusiastic as last week, you can understand why. Um, Now, the Jets are getting back Sam Darnold, and Dallas has Michael Gallup back, the wonderful Michael Gallup. And I will start this segment off because you guys don't really have to guess where I'm going with it. And I am taking Dallas with the spread on the road, and here's why. The New York Jets struggle against the pass, and um, although they will have a lot of clock management in this game, um, when Dak has everybody back, including Michael Gallup, um, the offense tends to click and hold the ball a lot more as well themselves. So Dallas will score at least 24 points in this game. I don't think the Jets have um, up to or over 17 points because I think they'll score at least 24. So I'm taking Dallas scoring at least 24 or more. I don't think the Jets score more than 17 to 20 points. So that's why I'm taking Dallas with the spread. Let me go over to Miles because I'm sure he hates me. Um, wait, what, are, wait sorry, what game are we on? I was zoned out. <laughs> That's okay. Dallas, seven-point favorites against the Jets. The and New York. The Jets are still a team? Oh, that makes me like, feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fucking can't stand New York teams. I don't like the Giants. I don't like the Jets. And I don't like the Cowboys, but I'm going to give them a pass here because they get to pummel the Jets, and I love seeing teams get pummeled, especially the Jets. Um, yeah, seven and a half points should be way more. I mean, I guess it's lower because Sam Darnold's back. But even then, when I look at the last time Sam Darnold played, all he did was sort of Jamison Crowder and then blow a, what, 17-point lead at halftime? Yeah. I'm going to have to say Dallas wins this game and also covers the spread. Let me go over to Vaughn. Vaughn, how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I'm riding with the boys as well. I think Sam Darnold needs a tune-up game. He'll knock some rust off. But uh, overall, I think they're not going to be able to score more than two touchdowns here. Cowboys keep it rolling. They got Philadelphia next week. And, uh, yeah, they want they want some back-to-back wins. There we go. Paul. Keep it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride with you guys. Even though there is that little bit of 
look ahead to yeah. the Eagles. You know, that's yeah, definitely. You know, kind of gave me a little pause, but they need to get right. I mean, they that they have to get that offense back the way it was looking. I think Gallup getting it back in there, and I I, I just don't think that the Giant or the Jets have two touchdowns in them. I I, I just I don't see where it would come from, but. So I'll take I'll take the Cowboys like thirty one ten something like that. Dre, let me get your analysis as well in this game. Well, Quinn and Williams is back. <clears throat> Darnold's back. I, I like that uh, Jets offense to start picking up some steam. Uh, unfortunately, mostly will not play, so their their defense won't be up a hundred percent healthy. So. I'll say the Cowboys win, but the Jets will keep this one close. So uh, I don't know. I think I think they're gonna catch up in the end. So uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys, but they, but they won't cover. Okay, I think this is a Zeke game. I think they'll be feeding him the whole game. I, I think Zeke's gonna have a very big game. He's due. All right. So Miles' favorite Atlanta Falcons, two and a half point favorite, visiting the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah, that was that was definitely Miles. And um, I'm going to go ahead and start off. I'm going to let Miles speak last. So let's start off with Vaughn. Ouch. <laughs> That's for last, Miles. <laughs> this is uh, another game. I don't understand why the Falcons are only one point, one point favorites here, like barely favorited. Um, over, under is very high at 51 and a half. And I think we'll see a lot of points on the board here. But, yeah, I mean, got to take Atlanta here. I mean, even though Arizona just won, it was Cincinnati. You can't factor that. You know, it's Atlanta all the way. I don't get it. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? I feel the same way. Like, they, the Falcons absolutely. Dan Quinn, they, I mean, he needs this win. They need to go and they need to get this win against a team that, you know, they, they should have lost to Cincinnati really last week. Um, I think they'll be riding high because they know they ain't going to get too many wins. And the Falcons need to go in there and take care of business. They're the way more talented team and get the job done. Dre, you on the Falcons train? Uh, no. <laughs> Matt, Ryan's a different... Matt Ryan's a different player when he's not playing at home. And uh, Kyler Murray will go off this week. So <clears throat> Arizona wins. Atlanta's bad. They're not that bad. I'm taking Atlanta, and I'm taking it with the spread. I think Atlanta's going to play well. I know they don't play well on the road, Dre. That was my sentiments last week. And I think I think, uh, I think think Atlanta will struggle, but I think Arizona will, will struggle just as much. They're just not as talented. So, taking Atlanta on the road. Miles, <clears throat> let me have you chime in. <sighs> Finally. So... <laughs> Let me put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Tennessee visits Denver. Just kidding, Miles. What is what's your bet? <laughs> right. I'm gonna put it this way. The Falcons finally don't have to play an AFC team. And it just it looks really bad when a, you cannot beat a certain conference and then you have to play almost all of those AFC games to start the season. Um they get to play Arizona, which is a team that, if you're going to start a comeback to your season, if you want to get a rebound, let's start with Arizona, okay? Uh, no Patrick Peterson and no Robert Alford. 
Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Austin Hooper, they're actually going to have a massive day. And I cannot even begin to explain how massive that will be. But they're going to throw over the top all day. There's no way that Arizona can stop this. Big question is, can Devonta Freeman finally get a decent game out? I mean, like, he's been very mediocre. Not what a lot of Falcons fans were hoping. Uh, can he fucking out-touch Edo Smith, of all people? I don't understand why we keep giving touches to him. Uh, yeah. I don't see why. If the Falcons lose, I give up, okay? I'm just never coming back on this podcast. I'm never going to watch football. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell my jerseys. I'm going to just become a, like, fucking Nets fan and just watch basketball all season. That'll be our so, breaking uh, news next week on my, on uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. Cover. Okay, perfect. Our final game of the week, fellas, is going to be Tennessee visiting Denver and Denver, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, I will go ahead and start this with Miles as well. Miles, uh, Tennessee, you, the team we all dread. Actually, you know what, Miles? Let me not start with you. Let me start with Paul. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. What, yeah. I, know the, I know the drill on this one. Yeah. Wherever Paul goes, we're all going different. Yeah. So, Paul, Tennessee going to Denver. They should lose this game. Denver, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you going with? I am going to go with the Broncos. The Broncos. Tennessee Bucket. Yeah, there you go. I'm going with the Broncos. <laughs> because Tennessee, I, I just don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. So, uh, I, I really feel like the Broncos could be a 3-2 and two team right now. And they get that monkey off their back last week. You know, it's time to get another win at home against uh, another middling team in the AFC. All right, Miles, I'll come back to you. Sorry about that. Who are you picking, Miles? Screw you. I'm not giving you a pick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, another week where I'm going to actually say Denver wins a game. And it's, they're at home. They're coming off a win. It's always good to come off win and come home. Cortland Sutton had a really big, really big game, but only because of one pass. Can he sustain a full game against a Tennessee team that's so middling in so many ways? Um, defense is probably what's going to win this game, in my opinion. Marcus Mari- Can they stop Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry? Can Cortland Sutton and Flacco be stopped? Philip Lindsay starting to pick it up. They're going to have to watch for him. Otherwise, yeah, I got the Broncos in this game. Vaughn, I'm going to go over to you for this game. Do you have Denver as well? I, I see back-to-back written all over this for Denver. Tennessee's one and five against the spread in their last six. Marion and Flacco. I mean, that's a pretty even matchup at this point. Got to give the nod to the home team. The most interesting stat there between the two, the over has been so has been hitting constantly in these two teams. And I don't see where those points are coming from in this one. I don't even think this game reaches 30 points total. But I take Brent, the Denver to uh, to cover by a field goal. Dre, let me bring it you in on the conversation. Are you writing this Denver Bronco or are you switching over to the Titans? The game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Filled with excitement all over. <laughs> well, I watched that uh, Titans game last week, and they, and they should have won that game, but, but their uh, damn kicker missed like four field goals. So 
uh, it's a very tough game to pick, I, I think. And, uh, you know, the Broncos are at home, but they do have Joe Flacco uh, behind center, so he'll probably he'll probably be like a uh, shut up, Powder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he'll probably be a. Uh, It'll be a Derrick Henry versus uh, Lindsley game, and uh, it'll be a very low scoring game, maybe like a thirteen to ten or something. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I'm just gonna go with with the opposite of Paul. So uh, Titans. <laughs> that's that that's a very that's a very smart pick. I am, and that you know, I'm glad you talk about uh, Joe Flacco, uh, Dre, because that's your future jersey for your Twitter handle. And uh, when it comes to this game, though, um, Denver is uh, really kind of clicking. And you're right, this team could be three and two, and this team could be um, really arguably talked about being the surprise team of the year for the AFC um, because they are they are talented. You know, um, if they had a different quarterback, they could be a really good team. Um, this will be a cringe game as you're watching it because you're going to be thinking, throw it, Flacco! And you're going to say, don't throw it, Flacco! Run it! And you're going to be looking at Marcus Mariota running five yards and then only gaining one yard. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm cringing just watching this football game. Um, I am going to do... I'm going to go against the Paul rule. I am picking Denver as well. I know, I know. I couldn't do it. I'm going to pick Denver to cover the spread. I don't think it's going to be quite as close as you guys think it is. I, I did watch the Tennessee game as well. Um, was after the fact. You know, I watched different games, different parts of the week. Um, Tennessee looked very good. Um, you're, you're right. If their special teams had come through for them, they probably won that game. And um, I just think Denver is going to be riding momentum. Denver is going to come in looking great. I think Emmanuel Sanders has a breakout game, has another comeback game for him. And there was a lot of passes going towards Cortland Sutton last week. Um, but I think Manuel Sanders is that X factor. Um, Broncos defense, I'm glad you answered the call. The Mel Carton was answered in their back. So we'll see how this game shapes up. But I do have Denver covering the spread. So that is it for our fire round. Um, really excited to have the panel here. Again, six great weeks with Pick'em, guys. And this group came together. Um, it was to bring people some knowledge, bring people some money, hopefully. And you've been following us. Um, but if you don't follow all of us, I highly intrigue it. We're talking about football constantly. If you don't follow Steve Reisner, slightly biased, the Madden Fantasy Football League is actually happening. Um, it's going to be a great thing to watch as as that 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 fantasy league is going on. Um, but on today's show for our t- for today's panel, of course, Paul at Steel Curtain P E H, as well as Dre Rogers at Dre Two One Two Four, Miles Bloomquist at the Phantom Jazzy, and Vaughn. Dale Zell at V Money Sports, and of course, the host, myself at the Sport Gene, Ernest Silva. We thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great day. Hopefully, you're listening on the way to work. If not, good luck this week on your picks. Have a great one, guys. You too, man. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.